Disorder, Chapter 1 I am not an unreliable narrator. How reliable is anyone? We all see through our narrow windows. Madness bonds the world together, sticks people to their beliefs and to their fellow lunatics. Some of us are labeled, marked. To you, it is a hard line separating us, separating the crazy people from yourself, from your friends and family. You live in a cocoon, a soft nest that gives you ease, the silky, feathered belief that at least you and yours are sane, not like those people, not like me. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. That was the opening of Amy Kreider's novel Disorder, a Murder Mystery, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and can be ordered from any local bookstore. Disorder was published at the end of 2021, after winning the University of New Orleans Press Lab Prize. Now, my first question is, why is it called Disorder, and who is this woman who tells us she is not an unreliable narrator? Disorder is a murder mystery about a bipolar woman. So she has bipolar disorder, and she's telling us the story years later, reflecting back on this time when someone she knew disappeared and is found dead. So in a sense, there's a dual narration because this character named Wendy, as a young woman, newly diagnosed as bipolar, is very insecure, very unsure of herself. But years later, she's now found her confidence and she feels somewhat impatient with the world, with people's stereotyped views of mental illness. So this strong opening is her older self making a statement about sanity in the world today. And so there's that sense of a dual narration going on throughout the book as she tells us her story. What was the inspiration for writing a mystery about a bipolar woman? I based it a bit on my own experience. 30 years ago, when I was around 30 years old, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Actually, I was in my late 20s, which is a typical time to be diagnosed. Frequently, you start to manifest symptoms in your late 20s. At the time, my manic episodes were becoming increasingly paranoid and even psychotic. During this time of paranoia, I was also lucid much of the time because it's not as if you're, for lack of a better word, crazy all the time. You have lucidity much of the time. So during a lucid time between these paranoid episodes, I found myself thinking, it's a good thing I'm not involved in a murder investigation right now, or I would really be in trouble. And I knew I had to write that as a story. I thought this was a wonderfully commercial idea. I thought it would be a very popular idea for a novel. It seems like over the years there's been a great deal of interest in bipolar disorder, celebrities coming out as being bipolar, telling the world, yes, I'm bipolar. So I thought there'd be a great deal of interest in a story about someone who is bipolar 
combined with a murder mystery as well. So you thought this would be an, an easy book to sell? Yes, I thought I could sell it very quickly. I thought it would be a bestseller. My fortune would be made. And that if I could just sit down and get this book written, it would just be easy peasy to sell this novel disorder. But it didn't quite turn out that way. No, it did not. I finished the first draft around 2003 and tried for the next 17 years to sell it. I queried about 100 agents who rejected it. Surprisingly, most of them rejected it because they weren't interested in the premise. My writing was not very good to begin with. I knew that. Over time, I understood even more that my writing style needed work. So I understood that. But most of the rejection was not based on the writing. It was based on agents saying, just not interested in a bipolar murder mystery. And I was very surprised by that. I wasn't always honest with agents that I'd based it on my own story. I went back and forth about whether to let them know that. Someone who was advising me said, oh, don't tell them because you don't want them to think you'd be hard to work with, or that you have some problems. Now, I've been in remission for almost 30 years because I was put on an extremely effective medication that has all but eliminated my symptoms. So that isn't an issue. The times that I did tell agents that I had based it on myself, those were the agents who were interested. That was a hook. So a few agents did request the manuscript over the years. Only about six agents ever requested the full manuscript. So it turned out to be very difficult to sell this book. Finally, it won this contest. It won the contest at the end of 2020 and was published at the end of 2021. There was a long process of editing it with an editor. So ultimately, I sold it without an agent. So that's sort of satisfying after all these agents rejected it. But it turned out to be a great surprise that it was not easy to sell this book. As you've worked on it over the years and revised it at various times, was there a turning point that you thought did help you eventually sell the book? Yes, there was. I did continue to revise the book frequently as it was being rejected over all those years. And finally, around 2017, I decided to change the book to first person from third person. The reason I did that was because I got a rejection from an agent who said, I don't like that it's an unreliable narrator. And that annoyed me a little bit because I never felt this character really was unreliable. I could understand thinking of it that way. She's a mentally ill main character, so she'd be an unreliable narrator. But I felt when you look deeply at the book that she was not particularly unreliable. So it came to me to change the book to first person and open with that line, I am not an unreliable narrator. When I made that change, the whole writing style of the book improved tremendously. And I came to realize I write better in first person than, than third person. It's just easier. It flows better. The whole style improved tremendously. One criticism I'd gotten from a couple of agents over the years was the voice of the novel, that it had a weak voice. Those were the few agents who read 
the manuscript. And with this change to first person, I found the voice of the novel. And it improved tremendously and then won the contest and got published. For a new author, you would say finding your voice as a writer is, is an important part of the process. Yes, I think so. I think that finding your voice and finding the voice of a character, finding the voice of who's telling the story is crucial. I think agents look for that quite a bit when they're evaluating your writing style. My mother always wanted to write a novel and started a murder mystery many years ago. She has since passed away. And she was very influenced by Agatha Christie. That was her favorite. She read all of Agatha Christie's works, and she wanted to write a novel like Agatha Christie. She only wrote a few pages, maybe 25 pages. And I have that manuscript. And looking at it, it was funny to see the parts that were obvious imitations of Agatha Christie. And Agatha Christie, though a great writer, a great fashioner of plots, was not a great stylist. Um, she was fine, she was competent, but there's not great poetic style to Agatha Christie's writing. So my mother's imitation of her writing was not very good. It was a very weak voice. It was not exciting writing. But there were passages where my mother let her own voice come through, her more poetic voice. And those passages really stand out as much better writing. And if I had worked with her at that time, or if she were still alive and still working on this book, that's what I would say to her, is stick with that voice, your own voice. Do you have any other advice for people who want to start a career as a writer? Yes, the biggest piece of advice I always give people is take criticism well and know how to use it. Know how to interpret the criticism you get. It's not a question of accepting everything everyone says. You should never immediately reject criticism, but interpret it in a way that works for your book. And the example I always give, which I've already talked about, is I got that criticism from that agent that she didn't like that it was an unreliable narrator. And I didn't simply reject that. I knew how to use it in a way that elevated the whole book, even though what I wrote was a direct refutation of her comment. I understood how to use that criticism to improve the book. So take criticism, take it well, and understand how to make use of it. So if people are interested, how can they get a hold of Disorder? It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And any, any local bookstore should be able to order it for you. Yes, it's distributed by Ingram. So most bookstores do use Ingram as their distributor so they can order it. It's also available for Kindle. And there's an audio version read by Obie Award-winning actress Mia Barron. I'm told it's a fantastic reading. And that's at audible.com. Yes, and Amazon yeah. has the audio version. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast as a whole. So this has been Amy Kreider and Samuel Kreider for a continuous stream behind the scenes.